Welcome back. Well, it's safe to say that most people have someone in their life who spends a little too much time talking about me, me, me. But the phenomenon of narcissism is not new. In fact, its earliest roots stem from ancient Greek mythology. Yeah, today we are breaking down the science of self-obsession, looking at how to spot a narcissist, what leads to an inflated ego, and answering whether the phenomenon is really on the rise. And for more, we welcome Associate Professor in Psychology at Deakin University, Dr Ross King. Ross, good morning to you. Uh, we keep hearing that things like social media and like the selfie are creating more narcissists than ever. Is that true? Well, it's certainly part of the picture, that's for sure. Um, for example, when we think about the average teenage, 16-year-old girl, she has about 2,000 selfies on her phone. Um, so that gives you a bit of an idea of that self-focus that that might be there. But there are lots of indicators to suggest that perhaps there is a rise in narcissism. So there have been a number of studies that have looked at this uh, over time and they've found that really narcissism scores have gone up and people's empathy scores their ability to feel and understand other people's emotions and respond to those has gone down over time. You've also done some fascinating research about how song lyrics have changed over the years. Uh, our favourite pop hits uh, used to or included a lot of we and us. Let's have a listen. Ross, now you say modern music is more about me and I. We've got this example. Oh, poor Justin. Tell us more about this phenomenon. Yes, yeah, so this, this study was done in the US uh, and it looked at sort of all the songs from 1980 up to about um, uh, 2016, I think it was. And what they basically found, yes, that they had over that period of time been this decrease um, in those we and us and you and a lot more about I and me in the in the lyrics. So it was this focusing on oneself that really is coming up too in that. So it's one of those sort of markers that sort of suggests that maybe there's this more of a focus on uh, ourselves rather than other people. Okay, what are the telltale signs of a narcissist? How do you spot one in your everyday life? Well, one of those key, I think, things is the focus has to be on them. Uh, so even though it might be uh, somebody's birthday, this will be the person who's really the centre of the attention. So they seek admiration, so, uh, they, and, but they also sort of really lack empathy for other people. Um, this is like, oh, you couldn't come to my birthday party because you were in a car accident. Well, that's just unforgivable, you know, why didn't you make the effort and things like that. Um, and they're certainly very entitled. So the rules don't apply to me. You know, that's for other people. You know, I don't wait in line. Uh, uh, so that's sort of giving you some of those sort of messages that it's really hard for you to get any sort of airtime around uh, your narcissist. Well, whether it's your boss or your neighbour, what's your advice for dealing with a narcissist? I think one of the things that's really important is that this is very much a... a uh, ground in uh, feature of these people. In other words, they're not going to change easily. Uh, and many people who are in relationships with them, romantic relationships, work relationships, often try to really make change, uh, try to, to warm up to the person, etc. But 
it's often very, very hard. We have lots of evidence to say in organisations that many people will leave because <coughs> of narcissists in their, in their workplace. People who take all the credit for uh, something that might be a team uh, uh, occupation or a team goal, they'll take all the credit for it. Uh, they'll try to rule the thing to be the leader, etc. So one of those things makes it really sort of difficult for people to to manage in those settings. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ross. Thank you. It's fascinating stuff. Good to talk to you this morning.